Welcome again to Concepts for Living. What a privilege it is to come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living. In this particular message, I'll be speaking from the theme, this could be your finest hour. The words of my theme are birth out of the Battle of Britain, which lasted for some three months in the year 1940. It was when the very existence of the country was threatened. It was when their backs were against the wall and when it looked like the enemy had the upper hand. It was then that the famous quote from Winston Churchill gained prominence. Listen to the whole quote. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duty and so bear ourselves that if the British Commonwealth and Empire lasts for a thousand years, men will still say this was their finest hour. Well then, it begs the question, how could this be their finest hour when they were facing the worst hour? How could they say that this could be our finest hour when the enemy appeared at least to have the upper hand? How could this be the final hour or our finest hour and not our final hour? Because you see, there are times in your life and mine when it looks like the final hour, which could really be our finest hour. It depends on our attitude. It depends on our action. And it depends on our resolve. Well, you know from history, it was their finest hour. The rest will be found in detail history. I use that as a theme because the Holy Spirit moved on my spirit this week and said to me to say to the people, Regardless to where they are, what they're going through, regardless to this being, the atmosphere that's pregnant with pain, it seems everywhere we turn, there's some form of pain going on in our society. Not only physical pain, but social pain. Not only social pain and physical pain, but also political pain. There are all kinds of pain, economic pain all kinds of pain going on and I say in the midst of it all this could be our finest hour Amen. yes I say that without any hesitation because I know how God operates Amen. I know that when it looks like the end it's really the beginning Amen. I know when it feels like you've been forsaken he's there all the while I know, so in, the, in, in this particular sense, 
I want you to know that I'm well aware of where we are right now in this world. And I still say that in spite of this devastating pandemic, in spite of its incessant effects, in spite of the social dilemmas and even the attempts to undermine and even change traditional moral values. In this day of political uncertainty and the collapse of many large commercial entities, mass deaths and dying, joblessness, and for many, hopelessness, spiritual degradation. And this is the very environment that we declare over everything. This could be your finest hour. This could be your finest hour. Because that's the way God operates. He finds us in our mess and brings out the best. He finds us in our struggle, and he shows us aid that we could never know had we not gone through the struggle. So then notice the prophet Hosea. In his day, there was such a worsening of the spiritual state of the nation. Such gross decline. Such moral decay. Such blatant disregard of God until God anointed the prophet Hosea yeah. with a word to change the direction Amen. of the community, of the country, of the nation. God anointed Hosea to be able to say to a backsliding people, God wants you to experience your finest hour. Listen to it. You'll hear it. You see, because there was a great dilemma, and I don't believe it's much different to what it is happening right now in our society. In fact, in chapter 10, go, go, go over to verse 1, and I'll just read a couple of verses there, verse 1 to 3, just so that you can get a sense of what he was dealing with. Verse 1, Israel is an empty vine. He bringeth forth fruit unto himself. According to the multitude of his fruit, he hath increased the altars. That is, false altars. Amen. According to the goodness of his land, they have made, watch this now, goodly images. In other words, uh, you know, it's all about them. It's all about what they're doing. And they're having some success. And they're, they're making images of what they have succeeded to do. Verse 2, it says, their heart is divided. Now shall they be found faulty. He shall break down their altars. He shall spoil their images. For now they shall say, 
We have no king because we, watch this, because we fear not the Lord. What then should a king do for us? This, and if you read the whole chapter, of course, you'll find more of that. In the midst of the worst conditions, in the midst of gross decline, God has a word. Uh, in the midst of this pandemic, God has a word. In the midst of our social, political, and all levels and stratas and spheres, if you please, of our endeavors, God has a word. And the word is this. I know what we see. I know what we're feeling. I know what we're experiencing. But in spite of all of that, God's got a word. And God's word is that this could be your finest hour. The three points of this message, the declaration, the duration, and the delegation. Stay tuned and be further blessed. Tight clods, earth hardened, plow can't even get through it. No planting taking place, no cultivation taking place, no harvest taking place. He's not referring to the earth, he's talking about our hearts spiritually, he's talking about that which we are supposed to have. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. He's talking about that which produces that kind of fruit. It's all right to be religious, but do you know anything about the fruits of the Spirit? You see, because if you, a, a tree is known by its So then what's happening here? He's saying that the ground that you have has been neglected. You have avoided cultivating it. See no further use of it. Do you remember in St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 5? Jesus was angry with the religious leaders of his day. You know why he was angry? The Bible says there that he was angry because of the hardness of their hearts. Their hearts were so hard that they were not open and receptive to receive that which could produce better in their lives. Somebody, you've been running from the church. I had a, a young man that came to Bermuda some years ago. And when I met him, I said to him, I said, where are you from? He told me. And, uh, he said, I, 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 I don't understand all of this. There's something happening. I don't understand it. He said, because I came here to get away from church and my parents that are very spiritual people, always praying, always talking to God, always talking about the Bible, always talking about Christian witness. He said, I took a job in Bermuda. Now, I came to Bermuda, took this job. And when I got here, I didn't have transportation. 
So then I depend on somebody else to get me where I needed to go. That person said to me, well, I can't take you right away, but I'll take you after I go to church. That meant he had to come to church. He came to church, and in the process of being here, he confessed his sins before God because his heart was not that hard that something of the word seed could get in, and he committed his life to Christ. And that man left Bermuda a Christian, and now he mobilizes in Toronto other people to come to know that you can't run from God. You can't hide from God. You can't neglect God but so much. Then after a while, after a while, he'll bring it around. And today, Rami Fareed is a witness that God can soften a heart. And the seed of truth can be found and germinate in that heart. Somebody ought to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you gave me the grace to start working on my fallow ground. You see, there, there, there are times when God has given us opportunity to do things to help us to get straight. But, but you know, we got our own agendas. Say, own agendas. And you think you can do it your way. God says, I don't care what kind of quality of seed you have. It ain't going to work because the ground is too hard. It's not going to penetrate. It's not going to germinate. It's not going to happen. And so you and I have to understand that our first assignment is to break up our fallow ground. There are some more spiritual things that God wants to harvest from your life. But it can't happen if you have thorns and thistles. How many would agree with me that whenever there's a portion of land left unattended to, folk will bring trash there. Have you noticed it? Folk will bring all kinds of trash. They'll even bring big pieces of furniture and pop it on that land, and it looks a mess. Are you with me? I'm telling you, if you don't, Break up the fallow ground in your heart. The enemy will dump trust there. And all kinds of things there that should not be there. Somebody ought to say something to me. I'm telling you, you've got to break up your fallow ground. Not just so it looks beautiful, but because it's ready to receive seed. And if the seed goes in the ground, it will grow. You have a harvest. I'm telling somebody that this could be your finest hour. This could be your finest hour. Jeremiah said, <laughs> he said, I saw thorns. Read it for yourself sometime. I don't want to take too much time here uh, on this. But, but Jeremiah said in chapter 4, verse 3, Read there and you'll see what he says about the ground and about thorns and about thistles. Uh, uh, Solomon said in chapter 24 of uh, Proverbs, verse 30 and 31, he says, I went by the field of the slothful and lo, 
it was grown over with thorns. Read it for yourself. It was grown over with thorns. Do you know it's possible to have a piece of land that gets grown over with weeds and thorns and thistles? What does your ground look like? What does your parcel of ground look like? Do we have seed growing that has been planted? Who plants weeds? Let me go buy a bag of weeds so I can plant my weeds. Nobody plants weeds. We plant seeds. But the devil plants weeds. And after a while, weeds have a way of attracting more weeds. Even different species of weeds. Oh, shucks. I'm trying to tell you something else. I'm telling you that if you don't do something with your soft heart, with your fellow ground having been broken, then you will get some weeds. Well, this could be your finest hour. I hope you receive that in your spirit. I hope that you'll see it manifest in your life. So until next time, and we shall come to you with more Concepts for Living, may God bless you and yours. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.